Welcome to Living Stones Church. We pray that this message impacts and touches your heart in such a great way. Enjoy the message. The Lord forbid that I, would sh- I should stretch out my hand against the Lord's anointed. But now, please take the spare that he has, that is at his head, and the jug of water, and let us go. So, David is showing mercy. David could have done what was he was pressured to do by, by, his, by his friends. He could have stopped showing mercy. But there, this story would have cha- changed everything. Just everything about him, who he was, his integrity, his, his calling would have changed. Let me tell you a story. I was 16 years old. It was about the time when I was teaching those Sunday school boys, right? And I'm in the church, walking down the aisle, and our youth minister is coming to me. And he's saying, um, you speak a little bit of Russian, right? Yes. And you speak a little bit of English too, right? Yes, yes I do. So, um, why don't you come to the office? And he's telling me, I'm going to send you to Murmansk. Does anybody know where Murmansk is? Murmansk is a more and most city in Russia. If you think the end of Finland, past the polar circle, uh, you go way further, and it's it's uh, it's where uh, icebreakers go year-round. <laughs> and and so he sent me to be a translator for for YWAM Kings Kids, and they were doing their performance, their, their mime, in the middle of this Russian city main square. And I was standing on a side. I was not doing that performance with them. They were preaching the gospel. And, um, and as I was standing there, there was a man that came to me, obviously seeing that I was part of the, of the group, but, but not involved in a moment. And, and he said, I need help. What kind of help do you need? I cannot continue living. What's the matter? I'm back from Afghanistan. And I was a soldier there. And uh, I was given an assignment. And the assignment was to, at, in the middle of the night, secretly come to the enemy camp where Afghani warriors were there sleeping just like King David and his men were around the camp. And, and this soldier was told, you are going to kill. You're going to sneak, I'm going to go sneak into the camp with a knife. And one after another, you're going to stab them. And another one. That day he killed 19. That night he killed 19. He killed so many people that he meant he went crazy. Mm-hmm. He couldn't live. He was sent home. And back at home, he couldn't go any further. He had wandered into the city square, and there seemed to be people who had an answer. And he so stumbled into me, a young Christian of half a year, maybe a year. I had never really witnessed to anybody. Mm-hmm. And there I had this case in front of me. I don't know how it worked out exactly, 
the Lord's Holy Spirit was merciful at that moment. I knew at that time that one thing he needs, he needs to come to love the Lord. And I, I told him about Jesus. And I, I told him that it's through prayer that you receive this forgiveness. And, and we prayed right there. We prayed there on City Square with my, in my broken Russian. And he accepted Jesus Christ. And, and again, I had some, I don't know where this came from, but I said, I know a church where you could go to. It's an evangelical church here. Can I, can I introduce you? There's, there should be a pastor here. Let me find him. And, and I introduced him to the pastor. This is the first time that I ever led anybody to the Lord. I'm telling you, David could have been that man sneaking up in the middle of the night to, to his enemy and killing him. Instead, David becomes a man that when Saul dies, he, um, he's asking, is there anyone left of Saul's family that I can do him good for Jonathan's sake, for Saul's sake? And then Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David and fell on his face and prostrated himself. And David said, David said, Mephibosheth. And he said, here's your servant. David said to him, do not fear, for I will surely show kindness to you for the sake of your father, Jonathan, and I will restore you to all the land of your grandfather, Saul. And you shall eat at my table regularly. Again, he prostrated himself and said, what is your servant that you should regard a dead dog like me. Amen. So this is what I'm talking, when I'm talking about showing grace as a mission, showing grace to people. There was a different way. Oh, this could have also ended. It's not like Jews were nice people. They slaughtered the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes put out the eyes of Zedekiah, and, and well, I'm not going to even talk about this. Uh, but here's what I'm going to talk about. In Turkey, not that long ago, they found 4,000-year-old seeds. 4,000-year-old seeds, archaeologists did. And what was interesting that when these seeds were cut and then sown into the ground. Now, thousands of years later, they were ready to grow still. 4,000-year-old seeds. I challenge you to sow seeds because it doesn't matter how long it's been between you sowing it and then water coming and then being planted in. These seeds will remain. Yes. Yes. Um, and you know, something happens when you look at, start looking at people um, who are, you're not looking at them as enemies anymore. Because we were also enemies of God. We rebelled against him. We sinned against him. And gave, God gave us grace by sending his son to die for us on the cross. But paying the price for our sins, canceling our debt. God forgave us by grace, not by merit, by love, not by obligation. God forgave us 
completely, not partially, mm. permanently, yeah. not temporarily. So here's the problem. Churches and congregations are not very good at showing grace themselves. Every time there's a turning point in history that seems to be that we're missing the point because then instead of uh, um, showing grace, we declare what we're against. Mm -hmm. We tell people what we're against instead of what we're for and who we're for. Come on. Yeah, I do not want to be known for what I'm against. Yeah, I want right. to be known for what I'm for. Yeah. I am for yeah. new beginnings. Yeah. Amen. I'm, I'm one for one more chance. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, whatever time it takes, sow seeds. Yeah. Sow seeds. It took me 24 years of coming to the Lord pretty much every day and asking, Father, in heaven would you save my heavenly or my, my earthly father he was so much against you <laughs> yeah. it took it took 24 years of praying and sh sowing seeds it took 34 years to until two years ago when my mom the mom came to know the lord you 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 just keep on sowing those seeds over and over again by this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another, yes. So, bless people. Say how you bless them and then bless them. Yes, okay. So, I, I believe the Bible is full of stories of showing grace. And uh, you can go think of Jacob as he approaches Esau. After all the evil his brother has done, Esau comes to him. He hugs him. He forgives him. Think of Joseph. After all the harm his, his brothers were causing him, um, they, he, he goes to them at the end and says, you intended evil against me, but God, God turned it for good. And, and, um, and so, yes, grace and mercy and how we show it is directly related to how you understand how God loved you, how God showed mercy to you. When you understand that you are Mephibosheth, you start looking at people differently. When you understand that you were that adulter adulterous woman and and your execution was and your execution was spoiled by Jesus. And you start looking at things differently. Yeah. So I believe that Estonia needs those seeds. I believe that uh, Amsterdam needs such um, mercy mission seeds. California needs it just as much. So, uh, yeah. And you know what? When I when I thought about that message, I I, I wrote it up and and then I went to Facebook. And I found that message on Keith Brano's Facebook page. <laughs> you know what it said there? It tells you that I can't bring anything new here. <laughs> this week he posted, every person you see is someone Jesus thought enough to die for. Yeah. Remember that in how you treat others. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother preach. Keep preaching this to me. So I'll just conclude because there's a lot of questions probably in some of your mind. That, so what happened? You left Estonia? Yeah. <laughs> On December 12th, our life was changed. Out of the blue, in the morning, I received an email and I opened it up and it was an executive search organization contacted me. They said that my, my seminary, Denver Seminary, had recommended me to uh, be a candidate for Tyndale Theological Seminary president position. And I was like, yeah, right, you guys are kidding me. Uh, not anybody but me. Uh, but what followed was 10 interviews. They flew Jill and I over to Amsterdam. And today I can say this. We are in the middle of, of the most exciting adventure that we have ever been to. We love it. We continue to love Estonia. This is, there's no doubt about that. It's always be, it will always be my homeland. It will always be my people. But today, um, we are in a, a residential graduate school for people who cannot afford theological education. People who have received a calling to be pastors all over the world, but they don't have that education availability. So, So people who are there are from Africa and Asia mostly, some local Europeans too. They are there for two or three years, and then they're going back to their home countries to pastor, to plant churches, to teach in seminaries, to be evangelists, to be Christian leaders of nonprofits. And, and that is so, so exciting. It's not about only theology. It's also about ministry. It's about spiritual growth. It is about living together as a community. Well, there's about this many of us like, like there is today here, except for we are there for seven days a week. We eat our meals together. We, we, we play soccer together. We, we go to church together. And, and it, is, it is fascinating. This is something you have to see on your way to Estonia, maybe. And um, we are struggling also. We have an old... 50-year-old building that is, is falling apart from every angle. So, so if, if, you, if you have uh, construction, construction people, we'd love to have you for, for this Christmas. We're planning a work season. And, and if, if some of you would want to join us for, and, and, and uh, sacrifice your Christmas to the Lord, uh, I, would, I would love to welcome you. Yes. So this is what I wanted to share with you. Would I, would you be willing to stand up and bow your heart? You don't have to bow your head, but your heart has to be bowed. Okay. Precious Lord, how exciting it is to be in your kingdom. We look to the left and see your marvelous works. We look to the right and see your beauty and what you have accomplished. Lord, and we think of our own lives and we think, where would I be without you, Lord? I too would be a broken mess, maybe, maybe not even alive anymore. Lord, maybe addicted and in bondage, maybe in bondage without addictions. 
but still separated, far away from my father who loves me. Lord, thank you so much that you had us in mind, that you had a better plan. And it is, it is a joy to be in a narrow way. It is a joy not to sleep this morning. And it is a joy to worship you. Lord, we are, we are sold out for you. And Lord, so we are, we're, we're interested in what, we're, what we heard here. We, we're interested in trying different things, to doing what everybody's not doing to, to, to preach you. To, Lord, could you send these people next to, or to, to our path for whom we could love and not condemn? Lord, could you, could you open opportunities which are heaven sent? We cannot orchestrate, but you can orchestrate where we say it's okay and where we say Jesus paid the price already. Lord, oh, there are people around us who need to hear about you. Build that fervor in us. Build that fire in us. Make it so that it just... This is, it is our normal, natural re reaction to be like you, Lord. Mm -hmm. So I bless this church, the church that has been faithful in mission, mm -hmm. Lord, the church that has, has stood beside uh, the church in Kayla all these years and loved well. Lord, may they lack nothing. May there be growth spiritually and, and, and in numbers. Glory to your name. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message blessed your life in such a powerful way. Come visit us here at Livingstones Church in person at Dorothy McElhinney Middle School in French Valley, California, every Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. You can also watch us online on our YouTube channel, Facebook, Church Center, or at livingstones.tv. If God is using this ministry to touch and impact your life, and you would like to consider partnering with us in your giving, you can do so by giving in the Church Center app or by going to livingstones.tv giving. We hope you have a wonderful week.